ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. You know what time it is. So you don't because I put these out whenever we feel like it. Whenever I got time, I am that edible, sexual, delectable West Side of Duval County representative, Mr. Ed White. Nine oh four. I am also running for Senate in Montana. Oh, spoiler alert! That shit just happened. <laughs> Eternal. And my right-hand man on my left-hand side, we said my left-hand man on my right-hand side, Mr. West Coast, Mr. Frito-Lay, Mr. South Suburbs, Mr. Put Your C's Up, Chirac Stand Up, Big Daddy James, the inventor of the, the touchdown celebration in arena football, James Madison, Walton third. What's going what's on with good, you, Hey, what's good, America? And listen, the timing couldn't be better. Cause I'm just coming off my own PNC. Shout out to Bay out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the Bay room. You know what I'm saying? She's out there. You know, making us a classic dinner. But you know, y'all thought P. I told y'all PNC. It's a movement. Don't worry. I'm a copy. I'm copywriting that shit. Like it's happening. I'm making. We making t-shirts. Chic workwear. PNC. I'm about that life. And you all should be. But you know, I'm always going rap. How did the show go left so quick? Like we've been on like less than a minute, and it went it went left so quick. Hey, it only took one truly seltzer. I took the last one we had left, but you know, I think it's I think you know, man. I think I had to come sideways, Chris, because oh, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Hennessy Files will always be there forever. But right now, we are sponsored by Screwball, whether they know it or not. Screwball, if you listening. Come yeah, God bless America. Like this, if there's been one thing that I have gotten a positive out of with this pandemic is the ability to drink a lot of screwball in the last <laughs> month. And now I'm just drinking this shit by the fifths. I'm just going up to Bethmo and just buying this thing every four days. It's like $25. I'm like, bet. I can do that. America, for those of you who don't know, screwball peanut butter whiskey is the best kept secret in the liquor game right now. Like, if you yeah. get some peanut butter whiskey, screwball specifically, if you get it ice cold, you don't need a mixer, you don't need nothing but ice no. and a That's it. You know what? I'm going to prove to you how good it is, okay? Forget it. And it's so smooth. It's so smooth. Look at that. I didn't even, I didn't even break face right there. I'm going to go back to my ice, though. But, Chris, man, I, I was excited to get the call today, man. You know, I was at work. That's right, America. They ain't fired me yet. Shout out Frito Lake. But man, you called me, man, and you were like, "Hey, listen, we got we got to get on tonight." You know, I got some things I want to talk about, and I, you know, I just feel like we got to do what we do best, man. What's good, America? What's on your mind, man? Holla at us. So, America, like I said, we are the one take folks, man. We don't rehearse this shit. Like we, if some pop up that we want to talk about, we talk about it. We bring to you the only way we know how. So I was sitting at work today. I was in between things. Uh, um, I don't lie to you. I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> I wasn't doing shit at work. Uh, but on the old Google machine, and like I looked up and I saw that Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, I'm going to look it up for you. Hold on. Uh, you going to look it up. Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie Scott. Yeah, that's her, that's her name. Donated $1.7 billion to Howard and Hampton University, HBCU programs. One, not not $1.7 which that would have been a blessing all by itself. 
but $1.7 billion. Now, granted, $1.7 billion to Mackenzie Scott is a drop in the lake, which is her settlement money from getting a divorce from Jeff Bezos, which, yeah. on another hand, if you gave your wife $36 billion in a divorce, and you still the richest man in the world, and like, I just ordered some Amazon this morning, so he's gonna recoup that money. Somebody <laughs> thirty six billion dollars. Like, here you go, take this money, go on, go on somewhere. We'll give some money to the blacks and go on. Like thirty six hey. billion dollars in a divorce. Hey, hey, remember, remember, uh, remember, cheap Pete from In Living Color. Good Lord, <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> So my question, my, 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 me trying to figure out what's good America is $1.7 billion to power in the hemp. Now what? Like my, my whole thing when it came down to any and everything, and I learned this in high school, like everything comes down to money. Two HBUs, HBCU schools now have to split essentially $1.7 billion somehow, some way. Now what? Like it's it's you can't blame not being able to recruit now on not having the money and not having the facilities and not having this, not having that. You can damn near rebuild the entire school on 1.7 billion dollars. Because if you take half of it away, you still got roughly 850 million dollars. So what do you do? Like there is no reason why. Howard and Hampton should not be now the essentially like the top tier schools athletically and academically when it comes to school period. Not just HBCUs. Now you should be able to shit literally on Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Clemson, every little school that's in that whole DMV region. Uh, everything like everything in that region, you should be able to recruit better and more than like get the coaches in, get whatever you need, and rebuild this, rebuild that new computer lab, new this, new that. Like, there is no reason why Howard and Hampton shouldn't be now top tier schools for the for years to come because money brings money. What you got? Well, I looked up a couple things while you were there. I mean, it goes against our protocol, America. We normally like to go from memory on this show. Uh, but I wanted to give America really a view of $1.7 billion. The NFL's contract with CBS for TV is $1 billion. So let's put that in perspective. One of their stations, okay? Like, obviously, the richest TV contract in all the sports is the NFL. Because they have that deal. They have a billion with um, CBS as well. I think CBS, Fox both have billion-dollar deals with the NFL. And NBC might be, or ESPN might be right there. So that's the type of money we're talking about, okay? We're basically talking about there's not a school that makes the revenue that these two schools just divided that 1.7 billion, like Alabama's revenue is very high. 
like the football program at Alabama brings in the most money in the entire country, bar none. Like I don't, even, I think it's like Alabama, and then it's a fight for Clemson, Ohio State, and you know that's not even look at those numbers. Uh, but Chris, the way you were going with it, because I didn't know how you were going. I think what what's happening is is what you predicted early in these series of shows that we've been doing. I think it's the bracing of these young men. And when you brought it up, was it's like I don't know, maybe like Facebook wanted us to post this shit because that there's a number three player in the country and he was listing his top 10 schools. I saw it on a shared and seven of them were HBCUs. And one of, and I know both of, I think Hampton and Howard were on. Both of them on there. So I think basically what Miss Scott is trying to do is she just felt like, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to, I'm going to F some stuff up. <laughs> I mean, I was. I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, can we can we talk about this? Because I looked up what Jeff Bezos is still worth approximately. It's one hundred ninety nine billion, which means if you if you add thirty six thirty, that means that they had two hundred and sixteen together. Together they had that. So why would she not go? You know what? Why don't I quietly? Not talk about it, be about it. I'm going to go ahead and throw this money right mm-hmm. here. I'm going to influence the change. And you know what? She just threw a dart at, 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 the, at the swack and the meag and landed right there. Because aren't Hampton and Howard basically like stone throws? Like, I know, yeah. I know, I know where Hampton is. Uh, so Hampton's in Virginia, and then Howard's in D.C. Okay. Yeah, so that's my point. Not shame on me because, you know, my baby cousin goes there. You know what I'm saying? We got HBCU all through our blood. You know, I, w- I, w- I went to white Princeton, uh, small school style, you know, so I, I let the family down. My bad, Waltons. My bad, Hillmans. You know, hindsight's 2020. If I'd have known I could have got to the league from HBCU and they were offering, you know, we could rewind the clock. Unc, you were right. Unc, you were right. I should have went to FAMU. Now, um, so I, I really see it as it's a, it's a big-time play because what if Chris – I'll pose this to you. What if she's just the first gazillionaire that goes, I'm going to pick these two schools give them a shit ton of money? What if Jeff Bezos goes, well, fuck that shit. Grambling and Southern, I'm going to give them $1.9 billion. And then some dude from Saudi Arabia goes, oh, it's a game? Maybe we're going to try to just influence the world. And take these black universities, you know what I'm saying, across the country, and we're going to give them more revenue stream than any college. Ha- I, and, and, and listeners, help me if I'm wrong. But I feel like those, based on that donation, they have more revenue stream than any other university in the country. It's a fact. Let me ask you this. And now this is pretty much turning into a dialogue between me and you, and everybody gets to pay attention to it. I'll give you my take to it after I hear yours. Okay. Why didn't you go to fail? Well, here's the truth. And I told my uncle this uh, because, you know, he played basketball there. He's an alum. You know what I mean? Like, love Tallahassee. Love, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Like, and for me, you understand the, the, the demographic of what you're doing. 
Okay, see, I was one of the few that was blessed. See, I was a football star and I was a star in my band. Okay, so a little bit of both. Now, don't get me wrong. Hensel South, you know what I'm saying? It's white as a snowflake, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we about 97 white, 3% the rest of the dominations. I'm called Spade to Spade. But it's changed now. Hensel South is a lot blacker, which, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the Hornets. Um, but when I was there, you know, so I mean, so our, we were doing, you know, you ever see Ricky Smiley talk shit about HBCUs versus uh, going to Ohio State? You know, yeah. we do for, like, we did formations when I was a drum major for three years. It was a lot of formations. <laughs> I wasn't high stepping and baton twirling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing all that. Okay. But at, in my heart of hearts, even though, I be, I'm a terrible musician that can, that can actually play instruments. I was a football player. And what's the one thing we all know, and you being anybody that's in the state of football, no football player wants to go where they are second fiddle. And I used to tell my uncle that. I would go to – I would easily go to HBCU and play football if I wasn't – if people were not going to show up to the game till halftime and then leave yep. at the beginning of the third quarter. And we talk about FAMU. I mean, that's the marching hunter. Come on, man. They get down. Yeah. They get down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was the reason why I didn't want to go. It was it was 100% pure just football, and it was very much the look of, man, I don't want to be playing for, you know, I ended up playing for like two, 3,000, 4,000 fans anyway. Not by choice, Chris. Okay, because you know my story. All right, uh, everybody knows my story. I don't have to go into it. Just R.I.P. Randy Walker. But at the same time, y'all ought to be glad that I played football in my era. Because if I'd have played football in this era, y'all have had to been dealing with this shit for eight to ten years, and then I then I'd be sitting right next to Lewis Riddick talking shit. I'll get up. <laughs> So, I'd, have, I'd have caught 75 passes over 10 years of play, Chris, in the NFL. It would have been in the NFL PA just calling shit. Just oh, oh, man, just talking shit. But, no, that's the reason why I didn't go. I mean, for you, it's an obvious. Like, I, you know, I don't have to ask that back to you, you know. Well, here's the thing. Like, so I came out four-star, five-star, whatever, heavily recruited. Came from a high school that prided itself. I guess that might be the price itself. And, like, football recruits, track recruits, not so much basketball, but we were a football and track school. Baseball, too, because we had a bunch of illegal motherfuckers who would show up during baseball season. That's a whole different story. Um, anyway, but going to an HBCU at that time was a threat. Like, and not a threat to the establishment, but, like, it was a, hey, man, if you don't get your grades up, you don't go to practice every day, you're gonna end up in the HBCU. So like it was it was like looked down upon. So I remember like talking to guys, uh like because and I'll, I'll shed some light on the Edward H. White during the damn dish days of how the program was set up. If you were a top-tier guy, which means you were recruited by like the big the power five school. Then you were essentially pushed out in front of everybody. Like my coach would like, 
hey, boom, here's my prime homies right here. These are the ones you want to take a look at. If you weren't, you weren't, then you had to rely on game film and that was it. Like, because coaches didn't really push. He didn't waste his time pushing guys to smaller schools. Like, if the smaller schools want you, they'll see you because you're on the same tape as my five-star guys. So I remember I just came out the office talking to the University of Miami. Feeling big shit, whatever, whatever. I was going to talk to Tennessee next and all this other stuff. One of my homeboys was, uh, I'm not going to give his name or whatever because he ended up going to a different school and some other stuff happened. But I think it was Howard. Howard and BCC, which is now BCU, came to come see him. But then Cookman, right? But then Cookman, yeah. And like the dude walked up to me. And funny story enough, like he had a Sigma chain on, which probably the second greatest fraternity in the world. Uh, he had a Sigma chain on. I asked him about it because my mom's a Zeta or whatever. And he was like, hey, uh, like, so I'm going to take a shot at the dark, but I want to offer you a full scholarship right here, right now. Like, what do you what do you think about that? And I looked this man dead in the face and started laughing. I was like, dude, I don't even know where your school is. And it wasn't BCC because BCU or whatever it is now, because we go to Classic every year. Like, it's a, it was a chance to go down in the park. I didn't care about who won between BCC and FAMU. We down there for the band, we down at the party, we down there for the girls. But it was the guy from Hampton Howard, whatever. And I was like, dude, I don't even know, like, no disrespect, sir, but like, I don't even know where your school is. And he was like, he told me, and like, he went to the whole spill, and like, the BCU guy was right next to him, was like, man, listen, say, I'm gonna piggyback off of him. Like, what I'm gonna tell you right now is you can be so much bigger if you make a decision. To go with your own folks. Like you can be a trailblazer if you decide, you know what? I'm gonna pick an HBCU over Florida State. I'm gonna pick an HBCU over Miami. Like, and at that time, I'm I'm 17 years old. Like, I don't see the clarity of what he's saying, but like he has a point. Which brings me to like the Mikey Williams kid, um, who's at like seven out of ten the HBCUs. You know how much of a big deal you become if you know what you got. And he's basketball, so his list will be different. So if you got Duke, North Carolina, uh, UCLA, but then you got Alabama AM, FAMU, BCU, uh, North Carolina AT on the same list, and you like you skip over these blue bloods, you're like, you know what? I'm going to Alabama AM. Like, not only does that shed a light on you, now it sheds a light on the entire university, which until brings in more money. I didn't, I give that kid nothing but the utmost respect because I didn't have the, the mindset to think like, damn, I can be essentially like a big fish in a small pond. And I don't want to say run the school, but like, I can be the man as soon as I step on campus. And not just one of insert number here. Like, so I respect all those kids now who were making that decision. Like, you know what? Let me take a harder look at Jackson State real quick. Let me see if I can actually meet a couple of my homeboys in school. Maybe we can take over the school for like three, four years. You like, know what? You, you know what? You made me think about this. And 
And it and listen, I listen, I love the HBCUs, okay? I want that to be known. Had I known then what I know now, just an mm-hmm. opportunity. I, you know, the crazy part is, here's what's really messed up about it for me. I wasn't recruited by any of them anyway. They didn't, they didn't come knocking my white high school. So there you go. <laughs> Number one, the best receiver in the city of Chicago in 1999. This is true. It's true. There's stats. There's ugly-ass film, but I was dope. I was slow, but I was dope. Now, this is my knock that I do have, and I think this has been the issue, and I think this is what happens. Some of the greatest players in the history of this game, Chris, yeah, have come from HBCUs, okay? And I get that it, it's an unfair playing field when you start bringing in the histories of Alabama's, and I'm talking specifically college football. I won't get to the other sports, but when you're talking Alabama's and you're talking the history of Ohio State and Notre Dame and Michigan and Florida State in the last 30 years and Miami in the last 30 years, you know, USC throughout all ages, yeah, it's unfair. But what happened to the guys that could find the Walter Paytons? Nobody even knows where Jackson State anymore is. And Walter Payton, in my opinion, and in most people's opinion, is the greatest football player to ever step on an NFL football field. Football player. Wasn't the best in his position, in my opinion, but he's the greatest football player to ever fucking tie his shoes. Walter Payton got the first F-bomb out of me, and I'm not even a drink D. Okay, so that's how emotional I feel about that. Terrell Owens went to an HBCU. Shannon Sharp is on TV every day and talks about Savannah State in some shape or form. HBCU. Doug Williams was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Grambling. All I'm saying is there's so many figures in the history of the game. I got to stop you right now, and I'm I'm almost pissed off right now that Will Walter Payton who is arguably the greatest football player ever lived. But you missed out on the GOAT. He's not the GOAT to me. He's not. You missed out on He's the second the second greatest football player. And I love him. And I agree. Okay, so I didn't mention Jerry Rice's name. I'm sorry. Okay? It's I love hard. Jerry. It's hard. Jerry, it's hard Jerry, I love you. Okay? I love you to death. I wore number 80. Okay. I love Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is not the greatest football player to ever live. I'm sorry. And I'll argue that. I get that. I'll argue that to this day. I can honestly tell you who the top three is. Jerry Rice is number three. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor is number two. He changed the game. Period. And he did it. As you like to say, Chris Turner, in the Coke 80s. <laughs> now, my personal my personal preference, I would have Lawrence Taylor at, at four. Who you got ahead of Lawrence Taylor? Deacon 
Jones. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, you you know. And that's, that's strictly because I'm a lineman and like that head slap and he is the reason why they start recording sex. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I do Deacon Jones is a Deacon Jones should be a billionaire. That's who I and I I don't know. I Deacon Jones might have went to HBC. The point that we're trying to make here in America is that's where I don't understand where the ball has been dropped. I think what happened is, is I'm just going to be 100. HBCUs, they got lazy with their recruiting. Because I can tell you this, because I know this, because one, one of my old teammates, Brian Houston, um, who I played with in, in, in Bloomington, you know, Hampton was still pumping out NFL players. Jerome Mathis came out of there. And Jerome Mathis could – he was a pro bowler. They had like three or four guys come out of there. It was another linebacker. I can't think of his name. Played next to me, Justin Durant. I think went to I think went to Hampton, and he started the league and and put up numbers. Yeah. And I think in the last ten years, like I still think we were he was still doing all right. You know, Terrell Owens graduated mid nineties. Like you still had guys coming out of these HBCUs making plays. We can go look <laughs> it up. There's probably a list of them. But in the last five, ten years, it's like we've given up. And I think that message now, I mean, it's unfortunate that it's taken the, the killings that it's taken. But I'm excited for it, man. Like, I would love to be, I would love to be a five-star in this era. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing. And I apologize to my uncle right here on this podcast. My uncle said the exact same thing to me. He said, but you could be different. He said the yep. same shit to me. But when you're 16, man, and you all, all you see is Peter Ward, and you see that him blinging, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Peter Ward, man. I, you know, let me get my let me get let me get my Peter Ward story out here. <laughs> oh God. Because I love Peter Ward, man. Peter Ward is one of the coolest all-time greats I've ever met. And, Shout out um, B-Dub, And I remember, Chris, because this is the truth. We had remember we had a bye week. We went like seven and one. It was like after Sioux Falls, and then we went up to Alaska, beat the shit out of them. This is the old nine season. Yeah, we beat the brakes out of them. This, this, we just beat the hell out of them. And I think we had like a bye week, and I was like, you know what? Because I had gotten traded, and that shit was ugly, right? You know, like, <laughs> you know that was that was an event in uh, small town football, America. But I said, you know what? I'm we seven and one. I think we had played eight games. I had like 20 some odd touchdowns by that point. Like it was stupid. You know, you know, that was 21 touchdowns making the league minimum. That's all I ate. Now, let me continue on my story because I'm not that drunk. I won't go that far like I've gone before. So so Peter so Peter Wark was playing in, in Bloomington. They had uh, signed him after they traded me. And, you know, this guy was my hero. Like, when I tell you, like, high school, like, man, sports crush was Peter Ward. He had an yeah. article in Sports Center. I remember, not, not and Sports Illustrated, his, his diamonds was, were blinging so hard, America. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting both my ears pierced. Peter Ward's the reason why I pierced my ears. <laughs> I said it. I'm not ashamed. I'm not fucking ashamed. I'm sorry. Peter Ward, I went from just wanting to have one like Mike to, like, Peter Ward looks so cold out there routing these dudes. Peter uh, Ward, cold. 
So, you know, half my teammates are there and I know them and I show up. I didn't tell anybody I was coming back and getting daps for the game. And, you know, me and Coach Carr made up after that because it was bad. Uh, but we made up and I'm sitting there in the locker room with these guys, Chris. And here it is. Fucking Hennessy in the locker room, you know. And here's Peter Ward sitting right, right to the left of me. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking drinking Hennessy with Peter Ward. Dude, this is fucking crazy. And I'm like, a dub, man, like real shit. Like, you know, like I got to tell you this because I never thought I'd get a chance to meet you. But, dude, you were my idol growing up, man. Like you were you did one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, man. I look up to he was like, dude, I'm trying to look up at you. I see them 21 touchdowns. That's when I made it. Peter Ward, <laughs> Peter Ward knew how many touchdowns I had up in Billings, Montana. Okay, so <laughs> – Imagine, Boom. yeah, right, right there. You know, and, and go ahead and get the party started. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so that's the effect that I'm trying to explain. And that's why I apologize to my uncles. My uncle really was like, you need to, he was like, you need to go to an HBC. Like, you need to go to HBC. Like, you just do. Like, nephew, yeah. I can see it. And he was right. Because if you're good enough, They'll your find talent you. finds a way. Because even at little punk-ass Truman State and all that bullshit I had to go through playing on some – I love my teammates, and I want to shout out one of my teammates towards the end of this. We had horrible records, but somehow my talent had 15 teams there at a little Division II team. So imagine if I'd have went to a fucking small Division I. I'd have got drafted because I'd have had a chance to run. And I would have run that 4-4 four, four, being 6'3", 215 pounds, bench pressing yeah. 225, Oh, I'm drafted. It's a wrap. I can't yeah. tackle. I can't tackle, but I'd have found a way to grab a shoestring, Chris. I'd tell you that. I'd tell you 10 years, baby. I'd have been Matthew Slater before Matthew Slater with hands and routes. So that's where I'm at with HBCUs. I mean, like, it's just – I think the opportunity is now. I'm glad you brought this up. And I think uh, Miss Scott is given Hampton. Like Howard, I don't really know much about Howard's football history. Hampton has put some guys in the league in the last yeah. 10 years. And Hampton has an opportunity because you know where Hampton is at. Quiet has kept one of the greatest pools of athletes yeah. is right there where my grandfather, my grandmother, and a lot of my family is still there. It's right in that Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Suffolk, Newport News area. Okay? This is the area, Chris Turner, that at one time produced Allen Iverson, Michael Vick, and Aaron Brooks in consecutive at seasons. At the same time, these guys played against each other. Yeah. Okay? People sleeping on Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks made a Pro Bowl. Aaron Brooks was oh, solid. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't, I don't take anything away from Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks did a lot with a look, mm-hmm. like with the. That's when they were still like the Aints. This, this, this wasn't your Drew Brees Saints. Like this is when three and thirteen, eight and eight, like seven and nine. These were those Saints. And matter of fact, I think he was right before. I think he was the court right, and then they signed Drew Brees. Yep, if, he was. And they said, Aaron, we love you, but we're gonna we're gonna go a different way. We just can't get it. Joe Horn was pulling cell phones out, you know. Shout out Joe Horn. One of one of the great celebrations of all time. 
Uh, you facts. know, Big so facts. Hampton's got an opportunity because they're right there, and there's so much talent right there in 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 the north of the South, which is what I call Virginia. Virginia is the north it of the is. South. It is. And there's there's studs running all through there. There's big ass high schools. There's great football. You know what I'm saying? There's there's guys that have put up, you know, and been up, you know. So it's a great opportunity, man. And you know, and I think maybe that's what's happening. Miss Scott might be reading the tea leaves. Maybe she's trying to be an influencer in a different way. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one billion to these two schools right here in this area. And Howard yeah. being right in DC, good for that, you know, because Let's not forget what D.C. is called, America. For those that don't know, Washington, D.C. is known as Chocolate City. Chocolate City. And it's not because there's a Hershey's plant in that motherfucker, okay? Let's be, let's be 100 about it. I mean, if we're going to talk certain ways about it, it's Chocolate City for a reason. We know that growing up. Like, ooh, Chocolate yeah. City, D.C., you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Well, I know, I know what I'm getting when I go to D.C. to hang out with my folks, you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm going to D.C. I need a little bit of that. So, I mean, when it comes to it, it's a it, it's a remarkable thing. Now, let me ask you this. Go ahead. With that type of money, and maybe this is where you were leaning, but I'm going to ask, do you see if one of these schools comes to prominence and now they're just beating up on their conference, do you see them making that move? into a power conference and now does that change things or do you think it's good that they just stay right there and you know saying stay right there in their in traditional conferences or do you think it like let's say i have to like i said let's say with this money hampton just runs off 12 and 0 seasons five straight years you know kind of like the way appalachian state was in one double a for a yeah. while where they were they were either in a national championship game and run and then they just went up you right. know do you think that's a good move for a school like that to like maybe try to jump into a, a smaller D1 or just say, you know what, we're getting the talent out of one of the best portions of the state. We'll go ahead and ask, let's just get in this ACC because not only are we getting the basketball players, we're getting the football players. I don't think that you should move. Um, as just speaking from strictly from the heart, like I don't think you should move because Howard Hampton, like they are some of like those original – by HBCU schools, like, so if you move, that takes that shine, that takes that luster off of you being an HBCU and doing this, and now you just become, now you become essentially just another school, like, just getting talent. So, God bless Appalachian State, and when they woke Michigan's ass, it was the funniest thing in the world. But you can't expect Appalachian State to do that for years and years and years because eventually attrition takes place because eventually those three-star guys that are choosing Appalachian State, yeah, you might get lucky once or twice, but then these five-star guys are continuously kicking Michigan because they, I don't want to say they have to, but it's the easier choice. If five-star guys continue to pick well, if they start to pick Howard, Hampton, Bam, and all that stuff, then I feel as though, like I said, I hate saying the word I feel because I discredit a lot of stuff when it comes to that. But when it comes to it, if you get a bunch of four- and five-star guys that start picking HBCUs, there's enough HBCUs around 
to make the HBCU, MEAC, Slack, and all that its own deal. Because if you leave, then you just become another PWI or another power school. To be a power HBCU school is, God forgive me, and Bear Bryant, don't strike me down right now. If, God forbid. Okay, first uh, of all, he will strike you down because he didn't realize that Chris Turner, oh, that's a black guy. Yeah, I went there. I, I said I, it. I got the whole Bear Bryant story here in a second. But, God I said God, it. If Howard and Hampton run off a couple championships, a couple undefeated seasons. Then you get that you get that phone call, that knock at the door. It's Saban or it's uh, the asshole in Clemson. Hey, how about you come be our homecoming game? Or how about you you, you mean the asshole that went to Alabama? Like how wait, like how how do you distinguish that? Only Nick Saban Nick Saban only, didn't even go to Alabama. He didn't even go there. Only did he reason. go there? Only re- no, he did not. He went to Michigan State. How you, how you don't do Dabble like that? He's he's one of you. Here's the only reason I call Dabble an asshole. It's just because of his comments that he made and then that whole football matters shirt that he was wearing. His actions throughout this whole thing is the only reason I call him an asshole. Hey, he, hey, Chris, fo- football doesn't matter because them motherfuckers ain't playing, are they? <laughs> Got a point on that one. It don't matter. Hey, hey, it don't matter that much. <laughs> I still love you, Dabble, but yeah, you look you look stupid for that shit. I oh, have to do So I'm saying, like, if you get that knock on the door from the Power Five, uh, here's a school that has to be the knock on the door. It has to be either Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, USC, and I don't want to say Michigan anymore, but it has to be Penn State, like one of those five, and you whoop their ass. I don't mean some kick a field goal and you win game. No, 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 no. You got to win by 10 plus. I disagree with that. I don't think a field goal does it. Like, it I, does. I, a win is a win. It is. But if you get that dominant win where it's not like, oh, well, we had a guy go down in the second quarter. That was the reason why. If you get that two touchdown win, and, like, it's convincing, like, not just, all oh, we hung around, we hung around, we hung around, kicked the field goal. It was from the first fucking kickoff, it didn't look like Texas stood a chance against Howard. Like, when it's that decisive, that's what I think needs to happen for things that really change. Because uh, there's going to be, and, like, well, football is uh, it's a lot different than basketball. With basketball, like, you'll get a Mikey Williams or whoever the other guy is that's going to Howard and Hampton, whatever it is. And, like, they can change the program. Like, in football, like, yeah, you can have one or two guys. You need about seven or eight of them to really compete. So I'm glad it's happening in basketball. But in football, like, I hope they run off and go 12 and 0 four or five times, win the swag, win the meat, go to a bowl game. And I don't know. Let me ask you this question. Can you get invited to a bowl game at the HBCU? I don't know. I honestly think they can because they're technically Division One. They're not right. like one. I don't think they're one double A. I think they're D one. Um, might have to look that one up. 
Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that because Manaya, Manaya, jump all over us if we get it. Oh, right. big time! Who is probably have... should have had tonight? Yeah, we should have had Manaya, you know, on the show. Uh, but you know, big fella's always working. But I mean, I, I, I and I'm glad you kind of talked me into it, and I agree. Like you have to, you gotta, you know, you gotta bigger your brother. You know, what I'm saying, you know, you don't leave, and I agree with that. Because he's bringing more recruits for everybody, though. That's what I'm saying. For your entire conference, like, oh, man, I'm tired of Howard winning. I want to go to HBCU, but I just don't want to piggyback off of what Joe Blow did. All right, he went to Howard. Well, wait a minute. Well, here we go. But now, see, but now we're playing into that narrative. See, there's a couple different narratives, like, that you just did right there. Think about it. You said, well, if you go up there, you're just another person. You know, you just came to the system. Narrative. I agree with that, and I and I understand that. And now it goes, well, I don't want to go there because so-and-so went there, but that's what football is. Chris, ask me, what was the school that I wanted to go to? Ask me the school I wanted to go to. What school did you want to go to? Florida State for two reasons. Three reasons. Bobby Bowden, Deion Sanders, and Peter Warwick. If every school in the country would have offered me in the year 2000, I'd have been the number one player in the country. I would have went and played for Bobby Bowden. Hands down. No hesitation. Bobby Bowden would have called me with that slang, you know, with that, you know, like he didn't mean it, but you know, that, hey, boy, you know, that old boy, you know, you know, Bobby, you know, Bobby got in trouble for that shit. Bobby's like, hey, listen, man, like, look, I'm 85 years old. I don't mean I've been, shit. I've been recruiting black players all my life. You go talk to Deion Sanders. You know what I'm saying? I'd heard that, hey, boy, I heard you uh, got an interest in playing for old coach Bobby Bowden. I'm like, look here. Me and Anquan Bowden go fuck some shit up. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> PK Sam, we about to fuck some shit up, okay? So, and that's why. Because at the end of the day, man, like, this whole, and it's, a, it's such a weird thing. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna get to the you know I'm gonna get to the juxtaposition of it. Okay, it's cool. It's so weird we can emulate at certain times as a culture, but then you literally say I ain't going there because that motherfucker went there. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? Okay, like you know what I mean? Like somebody said, no, f that. That's the reason why I wanted to go because I want to be just like that guy. I wanted to be like Mike. I had three Gatorades today, and I can't shoot a lick anymore. <laughs> hey, well, here's I'm my look. Go I, ahead, I, man. I want the narrative to change where it's like, okay, I'm not gonna go to Howard because Walt went there, but I want to keep this whole movement of HBCUs going. So instead of going to Howard with him, I'm gonna go to North Carolina A&T so I can play against him. Like, I don't want somebody to be a five-star and say, oh, I'm not going to Howard because I'm not the person. I want them to say, okay, yeah, I could go to Clemson, but let me go to the school right down the street. I'm going to South Carolina A&T or South Carolina State. Like, I want it to still be – I want the talent to spread out. Like, what I think will get more respected in the long run is if you get more talent spread out. Now, and that's for football. For basketball, it's a little different. I hope four or five of these top 25 motherfuckers go to one school and get into the tournament and hurt somebody. Like, that's what I need to happen. Like, I need for them, 
to beat a Duke, to beat the hell out of North Carolina, which isn't very hard right now because they suck. But well, yeah, let's see. Basketball is easy because it, Chris, it's happened with lesser talent. Duke, right. Duke got Duke got beat by Mercer three, four years right. ago. North Carolina got beat by a Vermont team one year. That was embarrassing. That was. North Carolina got beat by Weber State when I was in high school. That hurt my heart. I didn't like that one one bit. I was like, ooh, I got to, I got to eat this shit for the rest of the Hey, who is the who is the school right now that they're doing pretty well? Um oh my god, they're the shockers. Uh talking about Wichita State. Thank you. Like, but I, I need like these four or five star guys. And like I I know in basketball, like it's just a matter of the bounce of the ball. I get that. I know it. Lesser talent does it. I still want like the four star, five star, one and dones to go to a FAMU, get into the tournament, and beat the shot of Florida State or beat the hell out of Texas in basketball. And then next year, when they get another one and done, they can look like, oh, okay, well, shit, it don't really matter where I'm at. Hey, let me go to the school that my great grandfather went to and beat the hell out of one of these blue bloods. And then my my legend grows even more because if you're a Duke, you beat North Carolina, you're just one of the many Duke teams that beat North Carolina. But if you're at FAMU and you beat North Carolina, then you become the team that beat North Carolina. Like you become a part of this legacy, this this legendary team that beat a North Carolina. Like not just one of. I, you know, I see you, you, you keep bringing that and I keep getting more perspectives. So, so I hear everything you're saying, man, and right. I'm with it. But now this whole like, but let's go here and let's go there, especially when you're talking in football, but it takes from the whole concept of we need to stick together and come yeah. together. So it breaks down the construct of what football is all about. It was all about playing with you guys and being yeah. we. And we hope that we can play together in junior high and we all can play together in high school so we can have that four-year run. I mean, my senior year of high school was one of the funnest years I ever had. It was shitty for me personally uh, because I was disrespected by everybody. Coach, um, Northwestern, y'all ruined it. Y'all ruined it. Y'all should have honored. You should have honored what you said on Tuesday, gave me the offer. I, I would be – I'm telling you, it'd be me and Will Bond on PTI. I would be telling you. I'm telling you, y'all would have won a Big Ten championship. At, uh, okay, anyway. Okay, I'm going to go off my soap. I'm, 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 I'm off my pedestal. I'm off my soapbox. But it goes against the whole – it just goes against everything that is that. Because now you're, you're, you're preaching exactly what is not supposed to be. You're kind of preaching Deion Sanders' mentality, which is interesting. But you're also from Florida. I would expect I would expect that from anybody with that episode, with that area code. And that's why I love all you. I love playing with all you guys because you guys knew how to come together as a team. You know, yeah. I mean, when it's time to come together as a team, but we're gonna be, you know, individuals. You know what I'm saying? Chris Turner wasn't the same as Qaddafi Tunsil, wasn't the same as Tuff Johnson. You guys are three distinct different personalities. But when it when we put on the same uniform. And it's us versus them. And then when we go yeah. out in these streets tonight, it's us versus them, which I used to love. Best bodyguards ever, boy, I tell you. Shout out to my Florida boys. But, you know, it's it, – like, see, Chris, it, like, that's, that's where this conversation will keep going. 
Like, that's what's tough about this whole HBCU thing and this evolution. With football, basketball, it's easier. You right. can actually spread these dudes out to the swag. That's, that's, that's more so what I mean. Like, I'm just meaning it's, I guess I have a different narrative for different sports. So with basketball, I want them to spread out. Like, I want all these one-and-done guys to maybe for a year or two, maybe have a line of them, like, go to the same school. But, like, I want these one-and-done guys to spread out. When it comes to football, like, you need a couple of these guys on the same team. I just – I got different narratives for different sports is what I'm trying to get. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a tough thing, man. But I'll tell you this. I wanted to bring this up, too. We still got a little bit of time. Um – I also, the more we're talking, I don't like the fact she just gave $1.7 billion to just two schools. What's that all about? Can we flip it for a minute? Like, now I'm not, okay, now I'm a really, okay, hold on. Let me see. Let me see how I'm sounding. Hey, hey, what, what's that shit, though? See if I'm sounding like, so I want to make sure when they hear the audio, you know. Because if you ask me, that's bullshit, Okay. There's a lot of HBCUs within them conferences. How come only two got the shit? How did they qualify to get that money from her? Why couldn't she spread $6 billion across both conferences? And they still getting paid, and they still doing some great things. Okay, it's a rhetorical. Grateful. Okay, like, see, this is the thing. See? I'm t- look, America, what you're seeing is, it's tough fucking being black in this goddamn country. You don't <laughs> fucking understand. One minute, one minute you're grateful. The next minute you're going, I'm ungrateful as fuck. Look what, look at the <laughs> dynamic you have created for us. <laughs> if you cannot hey. see exactly what I just did in two minutes, and I did it on purpose, not on accident. I didn't talk myself, and I am not that drunk. Screwball does not mess you up like Hennessy does. Okay, it's so smooth. It's, it's so, so good. I'm sitting. The ice is melted. I'm just over here sipping. It's just burning perfectly. Understand what I just did. I just gave you a fucking history lesson right there. You want to know what the plight is of minorities in this country? I just gave it to you right there. Because right there, who would not be grateful to be like, oh my God, there's a school that just got 500, I'm trying to do my math, damn, there's $600 million from one of the top 50 richest people in the world. Yeah. But I'm complaining about that shit. Yeah, look what that's what the fuck you've created. It's your fault. But it's also her fault for doing that shit at the same time. See, nobody nobody wants to take responsibility, Chris. Nobody wants to fucking take responsibility. I'll take responsibility. My bad. I said some stuff just right now. I'm sorry. I'm very grateful. Because you know what? Like I said, I got family going to that school. So I'm glad. Jesse, enjoy that shit. Enjoy it. Have a ball. Don't have too much of a ball because I will mess somebody up. I'll come. Okay. I can't fight like I used to, but I'll call Chris. So, yeah, all you got to do is add me and I'm done. Anyway, like my whole thing, like with the, the $1.7 billion, like. That's a lot of well, money. You know, that's a lot of fucking money. You have a point, like, why those two schools? Why not spread it out this way and that way? Like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, 1.7 amongst two schools is. $850 million per school, roughly. I get it. Like, that That sounds like 1.7 divided by 2 sounds better than 1.7 divided by 50. If I'm correct, 
What's the what's the what is the uh the BCS championship pay? It's not even remotely close to that number. Oh God, no! And it no. like and it like fifteen twenty million. It's like twenty two. <laughs> so these two schools got basically three hundred to four hundred times that in one day, and didn't win a national championship. Like that's dope. And class is not even in session. I think those two schools will survive Corona, and I'm happy. <laughs> That's a good point. So what if she has some kind of connection to that school, and it's just like, hey, like, I don't know if these schools are going to be able to make it out of Corona. They might turn into online schools. Oh, you know what? No problem. I help out my friend. Here's $1.7 billion. That's nothing to me. I'll get this money back because Jeff's going to keep making money. He's going to keep having to pay me. So, not worried yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it could be a situation where it's like, you know what? I ain't really like Trump, so let me put this money right in his backyard. Or it could have been like, if there's a whole list of things and Iliad of things that it could have hey, been. Hey, I just thought of one. I just thought of one because uh, oh. the screwball starting to work. What? What if this got? <laughs> Is basically doing a trading places. Why? <laughs> what? 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 What if Howard and uh, and Hampton are Eddie Murphy in trading places? And she's like the old, you know, it's a social experiment. Hey, I want to call it first. So if somebody bites my shit and I hear it, because I ain't heard nobody say this shit yet. If I hear it. This program is copyrighted. I want my money. I want my credit. That's why we filming this shit. I'm tired. Of, I'm, uh, I'm tired of it. Listen, you remember when you used to come over to the old house and we used to play the uh, the buckets game with the balls? Yeah. yeah. You know, there's videos of that resurfacing right now. Like these yeah. motherfuckers just came up with that shit. We've been playing that shit in Montana for seven years. Get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Okay. I'm not. I'm broke, but I'm not that broke. But I'm just tired of people going viral. Why? I'm just like Lionel. I love you. I'm glad you listen to the show. When I share it, why are you not sharing it to all your friends? I'm tired of this shit, Chris. We've been right too many times. I've seen said a lot of shit within this from a lot of perspectives where we can do spinoffs of shows. I, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and call it out. Outside of my dad and my mom, who the hell else is watching the show in my damn family? I'm just playing. I know some of y'all watching. I know y'all watching. I'm just bullshit. I'm just bullshit. I do want to shout out my cousins and everybody Yo, else. Your cousins be on it, man. I be seeing them commenting on shit, man. Because, you know, I'm just, hey, Walton's Hillman's, I'm just teasing y'all. I'm just <laughs> joking. Don't worry about that. That anger is directed towards the white people, not my, not named Kelly Pomeroy. And Dallas Leslie and Travis Brown and Shelly Vickers and, and Tammy Bonkowski and Katie oh. Mitchell. I mean, I could actually name off all the white people that listen to my show. Oh, and my boy Jake Vince uh, from Minnesota. I'm just fucking with everybody, man. No, we, though, I mean, we, we, this is, I don't know what episode number we on, Chris, man. We're creeping up on 30, dude, and we're still rolling. Uh, I think we're on 24, 25. Oh, somewhere. somewhere in there. I mean, if yeah. 
I've switched brands so many times, you know, trying to get a sponsorship. I've hey, whatever that. it takes. I mean, hell, uh, Arrowhead Water. Hey, somebody had to stay sober in this motherfucker. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you a quick story. This is quick. We did the show uh, last week <laughs> with Dallas, <laughs> and I told Kelly I wasn't going to drink the whole week, and I poured some Hennessy, and she, she said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> She said, you're going to drink? I said, babe, I'm a personality. I have to do me. If I, came on this, if I came on this show and I was even more lucid than I already am when I start drinking and make my points, I mean, the two viewers that I have will turn into one viewer that actually follows the show. Oh. But I tell you what, man, this is, um, this is a landmark move. And the fact that I haven't seen more, as many blips as I get about Trump saying some dumb shit or yeah. vaccine this um, or NBA is starting tomorrow, which get, makes me excited. We're going to actually have some NBA to talk about um, after the first games. Um, shit. We might all, honestly, we might have to come back here tomorrow and just do some predictions before the games go off tomorrow. I'm with honestly. it. Uh, but, I'm with the shit. Uh, but the fact that this is like Chris just saw it and glancing and I haven't seen it drop. This is one of the richest people in the world, and her, and that's not in our news feed. That's a big fucking deal. Oh, is it because it's historically black colleges and universities? Hmm, interesting. Because I wouldn't have known about it unless he told me. So I know we, I know we're punked around here. I was seeing that DJ Khaled Geico commercial for weeks watching Hulu. And then Callie saw it once. I was like, oh, they're going to play it again, babe. I ain't seen that commercial since. Tiny so, circles. Keep up the good work, Devin. <laughs> Do another one. Another one. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, this was a great topic, bro, because it's going to be interesting to see. And... You know, I um, I honestly hope to see more of it. And I don't know, dude. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the influencer on, on the sneak. Maybe Miss Scott. Miss Scott, if you're listening, we're grateful for your donation. Uh, we'd be more grateful for a sponsorship from Mackenzie Scott Incorporated. And I mean, yeah, and we listen. I, I all I have to do is make six figures doing this show. I ain't got to make crazy money. Oh no, I. And pay, and pay me under the table, Miss Scott, so I don't have to do nothing with oh, yeah. my taxes. Yeah, I need cash. I need I need paid in cash. Yeah, they talk about cash is about to go out of existence. Don't no, America, fuck that shit. As long as we got slave owners on that money, cash is not going out of existence. I tell you that shit right now. Message. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now to the point of the show. The world famous. Give me a minute, Mister. Walton, would you like to go first? Or would you like to go second? I'd like to go second because kind of based on what you're going to do is going to determine the structure of my give me a minute. So I would like to go second this time because you saw what happened when you let me go in the middle. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you fucked me over with the one tree. Every, every, yeah, every once in a while I get you when I go first and just messes you up like I think. I think we work better when you go first because, honestly, I think you got a doozy for me, man. So, 
You go ahead and take it, man. America, give me a minute. I hope I don't lose my black card for this, and it's been referenced a couple times. Not in this, not this specific, but I'm, I want to shout out my frat brother who brought it up to my attention, and Walt kind of brought it to. Was talking about it earlier during the during the podcast here. Um, Hennessy, regular, regular Hennessy. Is over fucking rated. Um, I'm I'm sorry, like it's it's been ingrained in black people since like day one and all, man. All you need is Henny and Coke. Oh, hey, give me a little bit of Henny. Hey, give us some, grab me a bottle of that Henny, bro. I don't like it's Hennessy by itself. I can't do it. Like it's not because it's too strong, but like, bro, I honestly prefer Crown Royal over Henny. Like it's Henny's good. Don't get me wrong. But like, like Henny by itself, like I'm not gonna go into the store like, well, you know, hey, y'all got the Henny. Yeah, let me get that. Now white Henny, that's a whole different. That, that's that's a whole different thing. Like, <laughs> white Henny, I will sell my kid's left finger for a lifetime supply of white Henny. Regular Henny, it's overrated, dude. Like I don't like you can blame the Wu Tang Clan back in 1996 for. Making Hennessy what it is, but I don't. Uh, Hennessy got hyped up, and it's not. It's not as good. I, like it's it's not one of the drinks that you just go to. I, I think black people drink Henny because they're supposed to drink it. Like it's that's the only reason why I don't. Like Henny just is not that fucking good. Now, come back to like shit like Ciroc, which is actually fucking delicious and it's hyped up and it's actually good. Crown Royal is hyped up and it's actually good. Like. Uh, a lot of stuff is hyped up. Screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's, it's hyped up by What's Good America. You can reach out to us. And it's actually fucking amazing. I'm just saying. But America, Hennessy ain't that goddamn That's still my life. Man. Sorry. Man, he went from you know, HBCUs and he just shit on HBCUs go to drink. I just man. Like I'm I'm sorry, dude. Like I turned into Uncle Ruckus real quick. I noticed that. That wasn't that bad though, man. Uncle Ruckus would have went worse. Hey. <laughs> that would be the ultimate get if we get Uncle Ruckus on the show. Ruckus man. Ruckus, you <laughs> you blocking the ace of spades, man. <laughs> Don't trust the nigga. <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh God! With Go all ahead. the inward essence in the air, we might just do a Boondocks fucking topic because the Boondocks is quite as kept is the coldest cartoon to ever oh. be made. All right. Okay, so, just because I know we're recording, and I don't know how if Chris can splice this up. I'm going to actually do kind of a two-part. Um, give me a minute. Um, the first one, I'm going to be a little bit somber, but it, it needs to be said. I had a teammate um, who recently did get diagnosed uh, with a form of cancer, found out that it was a cancer that he has a chance to beat. Mike Moen, 
who I played with with for four years. Great Mike Moen story. Uh, he's one of those little internet cut guys at D two level. Chris, five foot nine, five foot ten, middle linebacker started for us. We were walking down a ramp uh, at a white fraternity house. I think it was the Sig Tile House, and it's like this ramp. And he was drunk as shit, which is what he did, you know, in that area. Um, and this this cancer has nothing to do with his drink or anything like that because he's been well reformed after college. And he grabbed me by my ankles and tried to get me to do like a walking handstand, but I didn't know it was happening. And I landed face first. I was like a redshirt freshman. Boom! He chipped my tooth to this day. One of my one of my teeth is chipped, like due to Mike Moen. And I remember getting up, being so mad at him, like I could whoop him, but I was like 192 pounds soaking wet. Like I wasn't whooping nobody in 2002. <laughs> but Mike, he just was always full of life, man. Smart guy. Um, and I just wanted to give him a shout out, man. I know we've been in messages all week. A lot of guys that we played with and friends throughout. Mike Moen, we're here with you, man. He's got a slogan. And I hope it catches, man. Fuck the dust. That's what he calls cancer. He's like, I'm going to beat this shit. So fuck the dust. Mike Moen, that's to you. I want to let you know that I'm on my platform, even though I'm in that message here. This is going to go out, and I'm going to share it to everybody that, hey, we're here with you. And anybody I share this to, you know, there's different ways you could donate to him and, and do whatever. Shout out to him. And also quick shout out um, to Mr. Fawcett. Uh, my fiance's uh, basically other dad passed this week too. So I got a lot of down shit I'm doing, Chris. He passed. I want to say uh, my condolences to the, the Fawcett family. I know how much Callie and Al and Abby, who's going to be in our wedding as well, and, and, and what he meant uh, to her. So, and I got a chance to actually meet him through uh, Corona times through FaceTime and talk to him. He's very kind to me and, uh, supportive of my marriage uh, that's coming with Callie. Uh, so my condolences to the Fawcett family, Mr. Fawcett. We're going to drink a gin and tonic for you here tonight. It'll go good with this screwball. And I just wanted to say RIP. And I know everybody that's in Butte that knew him as well, too. I know you guys are all hurting. And um, I know Callie will be there next week uh, for the funeral. But just want to give love to those families and, 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 and get that, you know, there. That at the end of the day, we're going to joke. We're going to be serious. But when shit happens to our family, you can see Chris, like when it happens to one of us, happens to all of us. So uh, my condolences to the Fawcett family. And, and obviously with Mike, Mike, it's a piece of cake for you, man. I can't wait to to hear all the stories um, that I'm hearing. That There was like 45 text messages going off on my phone, Chris, like throughout that. But I was smart enough not to click on one so I could still be on audio. So now that I got that out the way, uh, this is uh, Give Me a Minute Part 2, and I'm just going to be really real about this. Um, yeah. If LeBron James finds a way to win this championship, much credit. I'm going to dig back into our files from before. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to tell you what all you in the media should do is give that man his credit. Do not put him 
on these crazy pedestals. Treat him the way you want to be treated, as Father MC said, featuring Jodeci. You should treat him right. We're not going to have this guy in about two or three more years. And you know that song, treat him how they want to be treated. You should treat him right. Okay? We're not going to have, in my opinion, the most polarizing athlete maybe in the history of sports outside of Muhammad Ali and John Cena. I mean, the only two other guys that are more polarizing is John Cena and Muhammad Ali. Because Muhammad Ali had a lot of white people hating him. And I've seen a lot of Muhammad Ali posters in white people's uh, houses all of a sudden, you know, so polarizing. And LeBron James, if you somehow pull this off, me and Chris don't believe you can do it. This is just not, it's not built to your advantage. There's a good chance that they're probably going to win tomorrow. And we'll get into that maybe tomorrow, maybe with some predictions before their game, maybe talk about them because they're playing the Clippers. Because I know the Clippers are going to be missing three players. Uh, no Lou Will, no, Monte, uh, no, no Montrez, um, and... Um, no Patrick Beverly, all three of them still have to clear uh, Corona shit. But if LeBron James pulls this out, get this man his fucking way. Okay? Because this is incredible. And he earned it. And he had to do start from scratch just like everybody fucking else. But do not give him the MVP award. I saw a stat today. The MVP of that team is Anthony Davis. And I agree with that means that more. Anthony Davis losing points, rebounds, blocks. Maybe second and assist or something crazy like that. Yep. So, LeBron James, you get your roses because you did bring a championship to Los Angeles. And you did it. Um, Jesus, can you believe it's been six months since Kobe died? There's another perspective. And on that note, that's what's good, America. So, America, this has been episode who the fuck knows of what's good, America. A um, couple things to look out for. First of all, first and foremost, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure you're doing something in these COVID, these Rona times to better yourself and everybody around you. First and foremost, you got to add us. Look us up Instagram. I am what's good, America on Instagram. That is Wayne's Up Baby on IG, baby. Uh, we got... Facebook, I'm Chris Stoble Turner. That's still James Madison Walton III. We got a What's Good America Facebook page under that title. What's Good America? Look us up. We got a Facebook page. Like us, all of our stuff's on there. Uh, another thing, Sheep Workwear. Oh, what? Sheep Workwear? What? Shout them out. You don't know what to wear. You, you, you need a mask or something delivered? Do you need some clothes? Sheep Workwear. It's on Instagram. Hey. Kelly Pomeroy. Also, if you need a fucking wedding dress, David Ryder, look us up. We can hook you up. What you need, 10, 15% off? You got a bunch of bitches in your wedding? We can make <laughs> I mean, hey, what, what, I mean, like, what is her, what is Aris' official title? Can we do that on the air or should we do that off the air? Off the air. I'll be professional. No, no, I'll, I'll be professional. So my wife is the general manager of uh, David's Bridal here in 
Billings, Montana. It's store 172. So if you're going to call, you don't have to be in the Billings region. You can call the store and we can do call and orders. You can tell us what you saw online. My wife's store still gets credit and we get that bonus, baby. So look it up online. Let us know what you see. And that's Dave Bridal on King Drive here in Billings, Montana. Oh, uh, what else we got? The Zoe episode is coming because she finished her topics. Oh, she has a yeah, she finished her nicknames and all that other stuff. Oh, so the Zoe episodes are coming. The Zoe episodes. The Zoe episode. Oh is coming. snap! The relationship episode is coming when the wives get involved. Oh, the first. Which, hey, we should call it the first wives club. I'm going to shut my damn mouth for most of that. I'm just going to sit here and drink and try not to get in fucking trouble. I know. I'm going to be loud as hell. I'm going to just go ahead and get in trouble. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay. Hey, sometimes you got you to gotta steer right into that skid, and I'm just going to go right into it. <laughs> hey, when a Cali, hey, hey, Chris, here's, here, this is what we should take a poll on. Will they sit next to us during the show, or will they be on their own laptops in other rooms away from us? That's the poll we should take when we do the, when we do the ladies' first show. I think I think we should honestly have them in different rooms. <laughs> My wife beats me, so I don't I don't need that shit. I don't need that shit on film. So the relationship, the wives, the first wives episode. Not first wives, like we have a bunch of them, but like this is the first of our wives episode. The first wives club, uh, the Stedford wives. I don't know what else. We'll call it whatever. We'll think of something slick. Me and Chris think of something slick. Shout out our girls. So we- we got the wives episode coming up. The Zoe episode is coming up. We're going to have more guests, more everything. Also, be on the look for the YouTube page. That's coming soon. We got Sheep Workwear, which will have uh, What's Good American merchandise on top of the Sheep Workwear merchandise. So we got big shit coming, man. Pay attention to us. Like us, add us, love us, follow us on Instagram. Like our page on Facebook. You got something we want to talk about? Leave us a message, whether it's on... Uh, Anchor, whether it's on whatever. Shout out to Anchor for giving us the platform. Um, shout out to Frito Lay and my job, which I will not name, for keeping us employed and allowing us to do shit like this. So, with all that being said, we appreciate you for tuning in. What's good, America? What's good, America?